Luke chapter 1, verse 13. I'm going to share this very briefly because I feel like this is where God has us at at this point of time. Look at somebody say, a divine interruption is about to happen in my life in the name of Jesus. All right, verse 13, it says, But the angel said to him, Do not be afraid, Zacharias, for your prayer is heard. Say, my prayer is heard. Hallelujah. Your wife Elizabeth will bear you a son, and you shall call his name John. And you will have joy and gladness, and many will rejoice at his birth. Verse 15 says, For he will be great in the sight of the Lord, and shall drink neither wine nor strong drink. He will also be filled with the Holy Spirit even from his mother's womb. Verse 16 will begin to say that, And he will turn many of the children of Israel to the Lord their God. He will also go before him in the spirit and power of Elijah to turn hearts of the fathers to the children and the disobedient uh, and the disobedient to the wisdom of the just to make ready a people prepared for the Lord. And verse 18 says, And Zacharias, and Zacharias said to the angel, How shall I know this? For I am an old man, and my wife is well advanced in years. Well advanced in years. Then it says, And the angel answered and said to him, I am Gabriel, who stands in the presence of God, and was sent to speak to you and bring you these glad tidings. But behold, you will be mute and not be able to speak until the day these things take place, because you did not believe my words, which will be fulfilled in their own time. In the name of of Jesus. Ladies and gentlemen, let me briefly talk to you an interruption. Say, I'm on the verge of a divine interruption. A divine interruption, ladies and gentlemen, means to break the uniformity of or continue, uh, continuity of. All right. Historically, ladies and gentlemen, at this point in history, uh, God has not spoken to humanity in about 400 years. This is what they will call, ladies and gentlemen, an intertestamental period. Uh, but for our terms today, it was the 400 years of silence that God did not speak to humanity at all. He did not speak, ladies and gentlemen, through uh, 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 through his spirit. He didn't come with a prophetic word. He didn't send a angelic messenger, ladies and gentlemen, from the period where we end Malachi to a period in Matthew chapter one, there is known that there, ladies and gentlemen, God did not speak to any person, but while God was not speaking, God historically was setting things up in order for and preparing the way for his arrival. Because the Bible says in chapter John, in the book of John, in chapter one, that the word became flesh. Jesus is the word. Jesus, he became flesh and he dwelt among us. In other words, Jesus, uh, uh, Jesus is God and God stepped off the throne to put himself in, uh, to put himself in flesh. And he did it through a baby. He, he did not cheat, ladies and gentlemen, his order. He did not cheat his order. And here's what we're doing, ladies and gentlemen. We're talking about this as we're leading up to the birth of Christ, understanding that everything that God did in planning Jesus at that period of time was strategic, and that was his first coming. Now, his second coming will, just, will be just as strategic because it's going to be strategically done in a way that when he comes, it comes at the right time. 
just like he came at the right time. People were losing hope. People did not believe that the, what was spoken from the prophets would happen. Uh, and then people are growing weary. And so Jesus, God has not spoken to man. However, ladies and gentlemen, we begin to see that God sin says, I'm ready to make a move. And he ready to, he's ready to release a word. And at this time, Rome has came and uh, uh, Rome has, uh, 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 Israel has now uh, is under Rome's leadership, ladies and gentlemen, because Rome, because of their zeal of conquest and taking over various places, they, Rome brought, brought new technology into the ancient world at that time. You're talking about roads were built. You're talking about different things were built. And that was happening by Rome, ladies and gentlemen. And so that comes at a very good time because the very things that Rome built that God used them to do is what he's going to use to spread the gospel. What he's going to use to spread the gospel. And also crucifixion has now became a part of uh, uh, the new, uh, the way of uh, the, the, the new death penalty, ladies and gentlemen. Because if he would have came earlier, it would have went against what the word of God said that he would be hung on a tree. And so, ladies and gentlemen, Rome are the ones who are responsible for uh, bringing this new thing called crucifixion. All right, so that's historically. But now let's get to where we are. Now we are in a place where now God is ready to make a move. And what he's about to do is he's about to interrupt the earth. He's about to interrupt. He's about to break through. He's about to stop, ladies and gentlemen, the continuity of this cycle of silence. Ladies and gentlemen, he is coming, and he's coming the first time to break this continuity of sin. He's coming, ladies and gentlemen, to interrupt the world systems. He's coming, ladies and gentlemen, to bring hope. He's coming, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, he said, I have been anointed to bring good news, good tidings. He's coming to interrupt this system, this wicked, corrupt system. Ladies and gentlemen, he's coming to interrupt the enemy's camp, ladies and gentlemen, and take back the keys, oh God, uh, the keys of, of sin and death, ladies and gentlemen. He's coming to break and to break the system and to break the continuity of the law. Hallelujah. By fulfilling it. Hallelujah. He's coming to interrupt the things of the law by coming to fulfill it. By saying that this no longer is a system that can continually go. Hallelujah. When the interruption is coming into your life, ladies and gentlemen, God is coming to interrupt it for a purpose, for a reason, because something cannot continue to stay there. Hallelujah. It cannot continue to scold as it is ladies and gentlemen so we have here an angel of the lord who is this angel this angel is gabriel his name is gabriel he is the angel he's an archangel normally when you say see gabriel ladies and gentlemen gabriel is normally bringing a message from god he's normally bringing a message from god and so he, being in the presence of God, it gets word to then go to a man by Zacharias. Zacharias, ladies and gentlemen, is the first person that God decides to speak to, hallelujah, and to end his years of silence. Hallelujah. Who is Zacharias? Zacharias, he has a wife named Elizabeth. Zacharias was a priest. He was of the uh, house of Levi, ladies and gentlemen. And one of the sons of Levi was Abihai. Uh, 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 his name was uh, Abihai or, uh, uh, or it was uh, Abijah. 
And so his name was, and he was, so he was a part of that division, ladies and gentlemen. The Bible would tell us that he is a righteous man, and, and, and he, him and his wife walked before God blamelessly, ladies and gentlemen. Zachariah here, watch this, Zachariah's name means Yahweh has remembered again. Elizabeth, his wife's name means his oath. And the book of Hebrews talks about how God made an oath with Abraham. And so by God making an oath with somebody, it means that he can't break it. He's bound by his word. He made an oath with himself, and he could not swear on anybody else, but he swore on his own name. That's how seriously God takes his oath with you and I, that he even puts it on his own name. He, 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 he puts his word even above his name. So we have it here, ladies and gentlemen, that this is very significant, their names, because you're about to see why. Because Gabriel comes at a time, ladies and gentlemen, where he, uh, 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 Zacharias, with him being a priest, uh, uh, a lot have been cast upon him. What does that mean? That at this point, Israel have had as many as 20,000 active priests, separated into 24 divisions, uh, which we see in 1 Chronicles chapter 24, uh, verses 17, I mean, verses 7 through 18, and di divided again into four to nine houses. Each servant, uh, each of them, excuse me, served a daily rotation in the temple. So since each house included about 150 priests, they cast lots to see who would serve in the inner temple. So at this moment, ladies and gentlemen, at this time, Zacharias, this could be his first time serving and fulfilling his priestly duties in the inner temple. And so this man, the angel of the Lord, his name is Gabriel. Gabriel comes at a time, ladies and gentlemen, where Zacharias is burning incense. This is the time of evening prayer. And where, uh, and where Zacharias, ladies and gentlemen, he was, he was working on the golden altar. And on the golden altar of prayer, during the evening prayer, he was put in incense. And when he went in, Gabriel showed up. He was taken back from it, ladies and gentlemen. Because watch this. In scripture, ladies and gentlemen, angels never really came and spoke to priests. They always came and spoke to prophets. I can prove it to you. It, Moses, when he had an encounter with God, Moses was considered a prophet. When you go through all scriptures, angels, Gideon was considered a prophet. These men were considered different prophets. He never came to spoke to priests. But again, God is coming to interrupt and break the continuity of things. Are you hearing me tonight? So here we have it that Gabriel comes and Zacharias is startled because he ain't never seen nothing like this. What would you do? If, an angel of, if God sent one of his angels to come and, and, and you see Gabriel and he comes and shows up while you were at your desk, what would you do? You would be so like, what in the world? Oh, my God. Yeah, you would think that you're dying. You would think that you're near death. Huh? So he's coming to interrupt. He's coming to interrupt. He's taken back from it. And the first thing Gabriel says, do not be afraid. Do not be afraid. I come in peace. I'm an angel of the Lord. He comes in peace, ladies and gentlemen. He comes in, pre in peace because while they, while they are, 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 are praying, ladies and gentlemen, uh, uh, Gabriel is coming with some good news. 
Hey everyone, my name is Fumi, and I would like to invite you to go ahead and download our Transformation Christian Fellowship app. It's a really convenient and really easy way to stay connected with us here at TCF. You can find the latest sermon and more of our exclusive content here at TCF. You can simply download the app in the App Store or the Google Play Store, or go ahead and click on the link in the bio and download it from there. Don't miss out. And remember, transformation starts here. So in 400 years, he's coming with some news. But he comes specifically to Zacharias. Why? Because Zacharias and his wife is about to play a part in God's plan. He comes to them because they have been barren, ladies and gentlemen. They have, Elizabeth has not been able to conceive. And in that day, ladies and gentlemen, when a woman cannot conceive, they have shame. They bring shame upon them in culture because, oh, you, you're so, the sort of men, his soldiers can't march, what she don't got enough eggs. They all make, they will blame them. They will throw shame on a person. And then you know what I don't like about us sometimes, ladies and gentlemen? We always put it on the woman's fault like the woman is the only person involved in this intercourse that is not able. Sometimes brothers can't give you anything neither. It's not always the woman's fault. It takes two to conceive. You get what I'm saying? And so it is not fair to the woman that the woman is always getting blamed because she cannot conceive. Some things are naturally like that. And so you cannot take blame on, but they, they, they had some shame about it, and they were well advanced in their years. In other words, they were well old. They were an older couple. They were like Abraham, and they were like Sarah. And so every day they were praying about the same thing because Gabriel said, I come to answer your prayer. Why are you disturbed when God comes with the answer to your prayer that you've been praying for, but yet you've given up hope about it because you don't believe that it will ever happen? So it startled him because you're telling me something and you're telling me that we're going to have a kid and we've been trying for years. Don't that sound familiar with Abraham and Sarah? God promised him that he was going to make him a father of many nations. And, 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 and God waited until they were well advanced in their years so that Isaac could be born, ladies and gentlemen. But yet, hallelujah, uh, 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 Zacharias and, and his wife Elizabeth, they have been faithful. They've been consistent consistently being faithful and blameless and still staying righteous even though they've been praying for a child and still have not been able to conceive they kept the right mentality they kept the faith they continue to persevere see that's what you have to do you got to keep persevering until you see it you got to keep fighting the good fight of faith until you see it you cannot give up where you are now can i give up where you are now ladies and gentlemen uh, I said Zacharias' name means Yahweh has remembered again because Gabriel is coming because when you get a word from God, when you get a prophetic word saying that God is about to divinely interrupt some things in your life, when you get that, that is saying that God has not forgotten about you and I. When God shows up with answered prayers that you've been praying for years, that you've been praying for months, it is saying that he has not forgotten about you. And many times you and I feel can we be honest that God you've forgotten about me you didn't put me off to the side I see everybody else prayers getting answered but what about me what about me yet I'm still serving you yet I'm still being faithful but what about me but yet they still stay righteous they still stay blameless and guess what God is saying that I have not forgotten you God is saying that I have remembered you and I had an oath with you and I have a promise with you and I'm going to fulfill my word 
word over my life. Say, I receive it. And so here we go. Here we go. They're in the temple. I'm coming down. So they're in, in the temple, ladies and gentlemen. And, 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 and Gabriel tells them that you guys are going to have a son. His name is John. Ladies and gentlemen, let me tell you something. The first point that I want to give you about a divine interruption, especially for this context, ladies and gentlemen, that a divine interruption comes to break a cycle in the name of Jesus, that you've been gone through continual cycles of barrenness, where you see that the things that you you may not be physically having a baby but the things that you've been hallelujah that you've been birthing and trying to put your hands to been seeming like it's hard for you to get accomplished it seems like you're getting a, a door shut and shut in your face and it seemed like you haven't been able to bear fruit ladies and gentlemen but can I give you good tidings ladies and gentlemen in other words Gabriel came to preach to Zacharias and the kid preached to him and tell him I bring good tidings I come to give you good hope ladies and gentlemen and what is this great joy that I'm coming to give you that I'm telling you now that you are about to bear the cycle of barrenness is over for your life that I am going that God himself is going to God himself is going to open up your wife's womb so that she can conceive that you've been feeling like this constant cycle has been going on and on and on but he said I come to give a divine interruption I came to interrupt y'all regularly scheduled program I came to divinely interrupt you yeah Yes, it may seem inconvenient because you are older and you're advanced in your years. You're not going to feel like having to change diapers and all of that stuff. But yet I'm coming to bring you what you've been asking God for. I'm coming to break the cycle that of oh my God consistent door shut. And I'm going to open up the door so that you can give birth to the dream that you got. Give birth to the idea that you have. Saying I will not be a stillborn. But you're gonna have a baby and that business is your baby your marriage is your baby and it's gonna push out and it's gonna bear fruit are you hearing me tonight TCF as we go into another year as we're going into 2020 the cycles of what we've experienced in this decade is coming to be interrupted by God in the name of Jesus what you have been experiencing in this day for the last two years for the last three years God is bringing the end to the cycle in the name of Jesus Christ he's saying oh my God single barren land Hallelujah. Sing, old barren land. You can sing with joy because your barrenness is coming to an end. You feel like you've been in a drought. You feel like you've been in a season of drought. But the cycle of drought is coming to an end. Cut it short. I feel like I've been short, just barely surviving with the money I have. Just barely surviving and trying to get through this continual cycle that it feels like it's going out and coming in my pocket and leaving out the next day. Listen, it's coming to an end. Hallelujah. Your new year starts where transformation begins. We're excited to bring the transformation experience back to you January 5th at 11.30 a.m. Vision Sunday. Experience our vibrant church community, dynamic praise and worship from Transformation Worship. Receive a powerful, relevant biblical message from Pastor Brandon Hill. Transform your life and start your new year off right. Vision Sunday. Transformation starts here. Let me give you another thing. This interruption, divine interruptions come to announce a new season. 
This announcement was coming, ladies and gentlemen, to announce to him a new day, to announce to him that the day of shame is over. The day of feeling and shame is over. The day of feeling like you've been, the, of, of being looked at in a way of disgust is over. Hallelujah. Your wife can, your wife can smile again. Elizabeth's days of feeling shamed with the other women because they laughed at her because she couldn't bear a child. But guess what? I was preparing her all along because guess what? Because of her faithfulness, she going to conceive John. And you know how relevant that is? Because John is a forerunner and nothing against all the rest of the kids. But I'm carrying the one who's coming before the Savior. And so guess what? This waiting. God see God will make you wait. But guess what? In that waiting, God will produce something in you that was way bigger than what you thought that you could ever imagine. Because guess what? I'm carrying John. I'm carrying a foreigner. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You got all the rest of the kids, but you don't know who I'm carrying. The wait was well worth it. Look at me tell you something. God will let you wait, but the wait is well worth it. It's well worth it. If I can get this, the wait is well worth it. Guess what? If I stand still, the, worth, the wait is worth waiting for. Yes, everybody else getting married, but I'm waiting right here. Because when I get that wife, when I get that husband, the wait will be well worth it. Hallelujah. You can take your dysfunctional, no good for nothing tales and give me the real thing. Shut up. Good Lord have mercy in here. I don't care what you got. I just care what God's about to give me. And I thank God for you. But guess what? I'm not going to look down on you. I'm not going to hate on you. I'm going to celebrate with you. And I'm going to celebrate what God is doing in you. Because I know what he's done for others. God will do the same thing for you. Out of here. Hallelujah, the wait, the wait is well worth it. When you wait on God, it's well worth it. Hallelujah, I don't got problems when I wait on God. I don't have to, I don't have to deal with, see, Abraham and Sarah was getting a little uh, irritated with waiting on God, and they produced a problem. They produced a problem because of their impatience. Don't you be impatient and produce a problem. You don't need, un, you don't need problems you create. You don't need any of that stuff. You need to just wait on the Isaac. Wait on the promise of God, because it's well worth it when you wait on him. Heard somebody say the wait well worth it. You better wait. You better wait. You better wait. You better wait. I'm telling you. I don't care what you see on social media. You better wait. Because whatever you may think that is good to the eye, it's never what it really seems. And so the reality is that you can put something on social media and you can put it to be glaring. Oh, I just want that to be relationship goals. Oh, I want that to be family goals. But you don't really know what it's really like. Because everybody can pretend. But it takes a real one to know that I know that I know that I know that this is of God and not of a joke. 
I am getting, I'm sorry, can I rant for a second? I am getting so sick and tired of seeing people settle for no good for nothing people. I am getting so tired of seeing people trying to play the rat race on social media. Who going to get this first? And money your friend group. Let me tell you something. If you wait on God and allow God to show you the right people to connect with, when you let God to show you and lead your direction and lead your path, you don't got to compete with others because you're secure in who you are. Be secure in who you are. What you got to hate on? The same God that did it for them will do it for you. And you better stop acting like God blesses everybody because the devil blesses people too, his own children. But those, if your earthly father is willing to give good, good, uh, good gifts, so is your heavenly father. And nobody can outgive God. You can't be God-given no matter how hard you try. You need to be delivered from treating it like it's a comparison game. This ain't no competition. This is your life. You better take your life seriously. You don't got time to be worried about this. Ain't no daggone competition. You better be focused on where God got you. Don't you get married for the sake because you want to compete and keep up with the Joneses. Are you crazy? You're reducing the issue. My God. Let somebody say interruption. Interruption. Here we go. Gabriel said to me, Gabriel came to him. Uh, the angel of the Lord, Gabriel, came to him. He said, divine interruptions. I want you to see this lastly. Divine interruptions help you to believe again. Divine interruptions help you to believe again. The Bible says in Proverbs, he said, hope deferred make of the heart sick. But a promise fulfilled does what? So we like the tree of life. You get a second wind of life. I'm telling you, you get a second wind of life when God interrupts some things in your life and he interrupts it for a good way. This right here is a good thing of interruption because he's given Zacharias and Elizabeth a second on life. Hallelujah. It feels like new life has come with a new baby. New life has come. I like that song. He said, I can see clearly now that the rain is gone. And there's some things that you can smell so clear. You can see clearly. You can do things clearly when you don't got a whole lot of junk on on around you and so that's what I like it here but here's the thing that I want to be care I want to caution you of and I'm leaving verse 20 verse 19 and the angels answered and said to him I am Gabriel who stands in the presence of God and was set to speak to you and bring these glad tidings well behold you will be mute and not able to speak until the day these things take place because you did not believe in my words, which will be fulfilled in their own time. Can I caution you on something? Do not, when God gives you a divine interruption, do not respond in unbelief as Zacharias did. Let me back you up. And Zacharias said to the angel, how shall I know this? For I am an old man and my wife is well advanced in years. You know how he responded? This is too good to be true. You're playing with my emotions. When God is bringing you a bona fide word, and that's why Gabriel said, I stand in the presence of God. God gave me this out of his own mouth. 
That's why you're going to be mute. Here's the thing. Don't let your voice be mute because, and guess what? He could not really enjoy. He could not enjoy the blessing because of his unbelief. And so the angel muted his mouth. He muted his mouth because of his unbelief. He didn't need that, all of that going on. And he didn't need, and guess what? He muted his mouth. So watch this. So Elizabeth's faith wouldn't be shaken. <laughs> I got to go. He muted his mouth so that his mouth can be shaken. Can I give you something? Now, Zacharias was very happy about this, but he couldn't. It was too good to be true. And a lot of us feel like, oh, my God, God's saying this is too good to be true. Let me tell you something. Come out of the mouth of God, it's going to happen. But watch this. He had to mute his mouth so that, so that Elizabeth's faith would not be shaken. Some people, you need to mute. There's a mute button on social media. There's a, on, on Instagram and Facebook that you need to mute them. They don't need to go on your page. Then there's other people that you need to mute from you talking to. Put them on mute. Because because you have you're full of faith and what God is giving you, you don't need nobody trying to burst down the bubble of what God is giving you. No matter who it is, family, friend, or foe. I don't care. Don't think because of your proximity that you can talk down what God has already said. And guess what? God, the devil will also send people, not saying that this was Zacharias, but the devil will also send people because he knows that some of you may be influenced by how people think of you, how people perceive you, and different things like that. Don't allow the enemy to talk you out of what God has said. He said, I'm giving a birth, you giving birth to John. He's going to be a forerunner. He's going to be separated and anointed. Already the Holy Spirit's going to fill him, even in, even in your wife's womb. He's going to be consecrated as a Nazarite that he will not be able to drink strong liquor. No razor can touch his head. He's already set apart. You don't need somebody coming along and say, please, you're 85. <laughs> Think about it. You don't need nobody saying, oh, Brandon, you can't do no TCF. You're only 23. I started this church three years ago. You should have heard what some people said. How can he be a pastor? How can he be a senior pastor? How can he do all of this stuff? He's only 23. He's only 23. How can he be trusted? And you know, the same jokers, if I would listen to them, the same jokers who listen to Stephen Furtick, you know how old he started? He started at 23, 24 too. Hallelujah. How old did Jesus start? He started at 30. Some of these jokers would even talk bad about Jesus. He's only 30 years old. You know what one fool told me one time? One fool said to me, don't you think you need to experience more life? What do you mean? You're telling me I need to have a bunch of baby mamas get high drunk so I can then have a story to tell somebody? What type of nonsense is that? Excuse me. <laughs> what type of what type of idiocrity thing is that? I don't gotta go through any of that stuff. It's about wisdom, you fool. Hallelujah. That's about wisdom. And I, oh yes, I'm experienced life, but I ain't gonna put myself through no jeopardy that I don't gotta experience. 
People telling you, why you gotta write a book? How you gonna write a book? How you gonna do a business? How you, you don't even did this. You don't even do that. Well, while you keep on talking, I'm gonna be marching myself to the millions. And I don't care what you got to say. I don't care. Oh, nobody in my family, nobody in our family ever did this. Well, it starts, a new day has arrived. It starts with me. I don't care what you weren't able to accomplish. That's your problem, not mine. You know everybody in our family got divorced. You sure you want to marry? That was your crazy behind because of your crazy self. You didn't get yourself together and you didn't take marriage seriously. So that's what's going to happen to you. And you back, oh my God, you got married to the wrong person anyway. So don't blame you. Oh my God, don't blame God. Blame yourself. Get out of here. Don't dare to discourage my marriage because of the stuff that you went through. That was your that was your decision. But I'm making a new decision. I'm interrupting it. Get out of here. And everybody got all these negative things, but they don't got do nothing. They don't got no, they don't got nothing. And so if you don't got nothing, you ain't gonna bring me down to your level of nothingness. Get out of here. Get out of here. You ain't going to talk me out because you talked yourself out of opportunities. You ain't going to talk me out because you made a you made a bad decision. You will want to see me to take the family forward. Hallelujah. But you know what, family, friend or foe, I don't care who they are. People don't want to see you get ahead. They want you to be in the same jacked up place, miserable, depressed state that they are in. But the devil is a liar. You can go in that corner of depression by yourself. But I'm going to keep moving forward. I'm going to keep my life going forward. Somebody say to you, you're not going to find anybody better than me. Ha, watch me. <laughs> watch me. <laughs> watch me. Get out of here. What is this? I'm here to talk to the, every negative thing that somebody told you. Who know why you think you are? I'll send that word back to the pit of hell where you come from. And I'll send you there too if you don't get your life together. Shout hallelujah. Get out of here. Get out of here. I'm not letting nobody talk me out of God's blessing. You can have that for yourself. You didn't want to go with God. I'm gonna go with God. Hallelujah. And if you, you can come, you can go with God too. If you get out of yourself, and it don't matter how old you are, you can get on the same train and keep it on the board. Shot yes. I'm done. I'm done. Hallelujah. I want God to divinely interrupt, divinely interrupt my finances, divinely interrupt it right here, divinely interrupt my church. Take us forward, Lord. I want God to do it so that every naysayer, every hater will see that God is upon a people and guess what and they could turn to. Get out of here. Let their mouths be mute. May their tongue cleave to their mouths in the name of Jesus Christ. Yeah, you were abused in your relationship. That ain't what I have. And so stop trying to put what you had on me. And that cost in tonight. I dare you tonight. You better go back to your home and call that thing in order. 
You better call your mind into order. I don't care who they are. You let them know who your God is and whose side you on. I'm on the Lord's side. I'm on the Lord's side. I'm on the Lord's side. Why are you so confident? Because I'm on the Lord's side. Why are you so got this confidence and faith? Because I'm on the Lord's side. And this hope shall not be disappointed. Shout yes! Hallelujah. I want the people, that's why I'm preaching this hard. Because I want to stir something so much up in you that every ounce of doubt got to leave. That every ounce of unbelief got to leave. That you can be built up in the Lord to such a point and that you'll go with confidence. I'm finished. Stand your feet. Hallelujah. Pray for the person next to you. Pray for them. Pray that God would infuse them with confidence, that God would give them a divine interruption. Let him interrupt the things in their life. Every insecurity, every insecurity, let it come down. <laughs> every insecurity, let it come down. Come on, pray away. Pray away that unbelief tonight. In the name of Jesus, pray that God would give your neighbor courage tonight. Come on, in the name of Jesus. Come on, may God do it tonight. May God rise and his enemies be scattered tonight. In the name of Jesus the Christ, I thank you. I thank you tonight. I said every negative word that caused you to stumble, every negative word that caused you to doubt in God and to doubt in yourself, I say may it cut die. In the name of Jesus, you will be successful. Your life will, you will live a, life, a healthy and prosperous life. Your family will be prosperous. Your children's children will be prosperous. May your children's children hear of the word or hear of God. May they hear what God started in my mother. May they hear about what God started in my father. May it be passed. May the goodness of God be spoken from generation to generation. May the glory of God be spread to generation to generation. May it forever be in our mouths. May our praise of God be forever in our lips tonight. Come on, I feel it tonight. I said, come on, I feel it tonight. Pray him through in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. It's a new day. It's a new day. It's a new day. In the name of Jesus. You're not the same you. You're not the same you. You a new creation in Christ. Throw away the shame. Throw away the condemnation. Throw away the fear. May God increase you in courage. May God increase you in boldness. May God give you courage, even in the midst of fear. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Perfect love casts out fear tonight. May you be filled with the love of God. In the name of Jesus, 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 in the name of Jesus. Come on, if you believe it, come on, give God a praise in here. Give him a good praise in here. If you're not saved, I offer you Jesus tonight. I offer you the Lord. He wants to divinely interrupt your life. 
give you brand new life. Your days of shame and condemnation can be over because he died and he pinned it on a tree on Golgotha. And we thank you tonight.